What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Late Night Drive. My name is Ellie. I'm your host. I'm your driver. I'm so happy you're joining me in the passenger seat. Um, I hope you had a great week. If you didn't, though, you're in the right place. Let's chat about it. We have a fun episode today. Two voicemails and two DMs that we're going to talk about. I'm pretty excited um, to get into those. I'm loving the voicemail, by the way. I... Like, I'm enjoying getting drunk voicemails from you guys, but also, like, I just, it's nice hearing your voices, hearing your thoughts, hearing your feelings. The voicemail, if you want to send one in, is always going to be in the description of the show. Um, and it's all, also linked on my Instagram profile as well as a highlight. So, um, if you ever want to call in, you can call in. Um, I got like a bunch this week that I thought were really funny and fun, um, but I picked two to go from and then two uh, regular DMs. It is Sunday currently. I know you guys are listening to this and it's Tuesday, but currently it's Sunday. I had the weirdest night last night. Genuinely the weirdest night last night. I like don't even know how to describe it. And also, I can't even tell you half of what happened. Like, even if I tell you what happened, I can't give you the full context of it that made it extra weird. But I feel like I can give you enough that you'll understand why it was weird. But it was the whole thing was just, you know, those nights where you go out and just nothing is quite right like everything is going a little bit wrong I don't know if it's like mercury and retrograde I don't know if it was just like the vibe was off but it just was one of those nights where I was like this is weird <laughs> like everything that could maybe go wrong is kind of going wrong it's very very strange first of all I could not get a drink at any bar we went to for some reason it was like the bartenders looked at me and said no <laughs> In fact, no. Um, I was like truly being ignored uh, by every single bartender. I did not get a drink the entire night. Eventually, I gave up and just poured myself a glass of water from the fucking like pitcher that was on the bar. Uh, and that was like the only thing I drank all night. So I was completely sober, which is fine. I don't mind having a sober night out. It's just that I... <laughs> I remember too much about this night now and it was a weird night and I really would have preferred to be like a little bit drunk to like handle it a little bit better. Okay, so that was first of all. First of all was that I could not get a drink. I was completely sober. Super weird. The second thing is that we were with it, like the group we were with. Um, so it was my friend from L.A. He was in from out of town uh, for his friend's grad school graduation. And so it, it was like one person from New York and then a bunch of like dudes from LA and randomly this like full fucking celebrity like not and I do obviously consider influencers are like celebrity-esque but I mean like a a, a whole ass protected class <laughs> Met Gala ass celebrity was also with us and let me tell you something guys celebrities are very weird I mean nice cool but like if you're looking for someone who is like kind of like normal and down to earth like that is not going to be <laughs> their idea of what like normal and down to earth is is just going to be different like celebrities are very weird it was a very weird it was a very weird night so we're randomly with this like full-on celebrity this is a person in their like 30s okay who was hooking up the entire night with a whole ass 19 year old 19 years old. I didn't know that this person was 19 years old until like the second bar I think we went to because 
why would I ever assume that somebody I was out with as a 25-year-old grown woman would be 19 and using a fake ID to get into these bars? But because of this, because of the fact that this person was 19 years old, we had to go to bars that were like... First of all, like the worst places in New York City that I would never like over truly maybe over my dead body would go to purposely like would have chosen to go to. It's just like not none of them were my scene because it was either like sceny kind of like uh, the hot place to go, like super dark and hip and hot and overpriced, that kind of thing, or places where they just let underage people in like NYU child bars. And so I was like, this sucks, but I'm also sober, so it extra sucks. Have you ever been in a bar full of truly children and you are like completely sober? I was like, this, I don't think I should be here. Like, I feel very weird. So yeah, we're with this, we're with this like celebrity and the 19 year old that they're hooking up with. At one point, this like celebrity tried to get the bouncer fired for like not wanting to let the 19 year old in. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, that's like kind of how bars work. <laughs> like, yeah, dude, like you can't. Yeah, that man is just doing his job. Like, let's let's maybe not do that. I was very that really rubbed me the wrong way. I was like, Jesus Christ, that is not OK with me. And yeah, just a very, a very weird vibe. Like, that was weird. I don't know. Things were just strange. At one point, I like went to pull up my shirt. My just entire boob popped out. Don't even know how that possibly happened. Like, I don't even know how that like physically I'm looking at that shirt. I'm like, I don't know how my whole boob could have possibly popped out from the action that I performed. Like, I don't know what I did. And then also when I was in line at one of the bars waiting to meet up with my friends, a guy that I had hooked up with a while back, he was standing across the street smoking a cigarette. I saw him. I did, we, we didn't like make eye contact, but I was like, oh, shit, that's him. Um, and so I'm standing in line. I'm like kind of talking to Zoe, uh, who was my former roommate. If you remember, I brought I like took her with me for this night, which I'm so glad because we've been texting each other all morning being like that was so fucking weird. Like that whole night was so weird. Um, so we're like standing in line. I kind of see him out of my peripheral kind of shit. And I was like, oh, fuck, that's him. So I'm like in line, like trying to be cute. You know what I mean? Like I was standing in line, like talking to Zoe and I was like, just being my absolute cutest self. Like, you know, in a movie (laughs) or a TV show when like the guy like sees a girl across the room and she's just like being vivacious. (laughs) Like she's just laughing and being so cute. And she's like, and he's like, damn, she's the one. So I was like, I feel like he's going to see me being so cute right now and he'll come into the bar and find me and like, we'll fall in love or whatever. And then, he, and then he never came inside. He never came inside. And I like, like he left. Like I'm pretty sure he saw me and was like, no. I'm pretty sure he saw me and was like, actually, I think it's time to go home. There's a conversation I'm gonna skip. <laughs> so overall, just a very weird night. I mean, not not like a not fun night because again, I got like weird stories out of it, and also I did dance a lot, which was fun. And also now I have tea on this celebrity that I'm like, I wish I didn't know it, and yet I do know it. But just weird, just like straight up a, a strange, a strange night. Also, I was starving the whole time for some reason. I ate dinner. My body said it was not enough, ma'am. 
no more. But like, I ate a lot. I ate like a whole chicken sandwich, like a big ass chicken sandwich and like some fruit. And like, I was, I was in it. I ate because I was like, I need to be prepared for this night. That could be weird. Starving the whole night. I had to go home. I ordered McDonald's. <laughs> like just have you ever soberly eaten mcdonald's at three o'clock in the morning like i'm gonna be honest you guys like it was a low point like eating a mcchicken on my couch at three o'clock in the morning completely sober i was like i i don't know i don't know if i'm i something needs to change because <laughs> this is a weird night and yeah it was just a very 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 strange phenomenon and I don't know how I feel about it (laughs) celebrities are very weird you should never put a celebrity on a pedestal because they're weird like even the like the the kindest coolest nicest person like they're still going to be probably a little bit weird just by virtue of the life that they live and like the just the way that people treat that I mean truly what what is it that like John Mulaney said he was like yeah if you have people screaming your name and stadiums of thousands of people screaming your name all the time, you might act a little weird too. Speaking of John Mulaney, yeah, definitely don't put John Mulaney on a pedestal. I'm very sad about John Mulaney, by the way. Yeah, I'm very sad about John Mulaney. Why the fuck would you have Dave Chappelle open for you, do a bunch of like homophobic and transphobic jokes, like hug him and then go on with your show like that was fine as though you he has such a big audience of people who look up to him so much and who are like a lot of like young queer people. And it's like, what are you doing, man? I have never seen a fall from grace like John Mulaney, like the divorce thing, the Olivia Munn and the way he treated Anna Marie and like that whole thing. And then this whole thing. It's like, man, we thought you were one of the good ones. <laughs> Oh, we thought you were one of the safe men, of which there are like three, apparently. And like, yeah, depressing, fucking sad. You hate to see it. Um, But yeah, weird night, weird night, weird vibes. I feel like, well, it definitely is Mercury in retrograde. I know that for damn sure. So if you've been having trouble like getting out of bed, having weird dreams, having trouble with communication, uh, trouble with technology, that's probably why, (laughs) I guess. I don't know. I believe in it and I don't like I actually do usually have a hard time sleeping during Mercury and retrograde. But I feel like is it because of Mercury and retrograde or is it like a placebo thing? I don't know, but I'm vibing with it. I'm just having fun with it. <laughs> yeah, I'm vibing with it. I'm just having fun with it. And yeah, weird weekend. Next weekend is Memorial Day, I think. Yeah, right. Is Memorial Day weekend next weekend. Crazy how time flies. If you have any plans, I feel like when I was growing up, maybe it's like a Midwest thing, but I feel like that doesn't make sense. I don't know. I feel like when I was growing up, Memorial Day was like not really a thing. Like not that it wasn't a thing. It was definitely a holiday, but it was like a lame holiday where you hung out with your parents. Like, And I feel like in New York, it's this like everyone has these crazy plans for Memorial Day. People are always like, what are you doing for Memorial Day? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> It's just a nor it's a three day weekend. I don't know. I'm just gonna vibe, I guess. I'm chilling. I think this year I am doing something though. I think I'm having a sleepover with some friends in Brooklyn and having like a Brooklyn night out, which is actually really fun to stay in the city for Memorial Day because most people get out of the city. They go home to their families, they go to the Hamptons, or you know, they go down the shore in Jersey or go up to Hudson Valley or something. So 
Honestly, Memorial Day weekend is a good time to come visit New York City. Holiday weekends in general, good time to come to New York City because people get the fuck out of here and you'll have more of the city to yourself. You'll be able to get into more bars easily. Like, it's a good time. 10 out of 10, I do recommend it. (laughs) New York City is best when people are not here as much. (laughs) It's like during the pandemic, like, or sorry, during lockdown. Honestly, I was here all of lockdown and in many ways it did rock. Like I I know like it was very upsetting, scary people died. I don't want to undermine that. It's just that it was just nice having a city that was just people who like stayed. You could actually use all the amenities that are here. You could go to the museums, you could go to the parks, you could go to um, various restaurants that you wouldn't be able to get into uh, when it wasn't. Um, when like tourists are in town or when everyone comes back from like their houses in the country or whatever. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There are a lot of ways in which New York City is the best city ever when like half the people are gone. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, anyway, what are we talking about this week? What are we talking about this week? Okay. I don't even know how to summarize. It's two voicemails, two DMs, one about roommates one is about hooking up with a friend one about is about i'm 20 and i've never had sex um and one is about um professionalism and how to be taken seriously as a young woman in a professional environment um and then we'll do the outro the song of the week etc and that will be the episode so if that sounds fun and cute and fun (laughs) to you uh keep on listening Okay. All right. So, oh, my feet hurt so bad. I was on my feet the entire night last night. I was with people who did not want to sit down. Hate that. I'm a big time sitter. I love a good sit. Oh, I love going out with a group of friends and sitting. I love that. I love it so much. I know I can sit in my own home, but it's not the same. It's not the same. I want to go out and I want to sit. Instead, no, no. I was standing. I was dancing. Now my feet hurt. I do sound like an old lady. I like just <laughs> But whatever. Anyway, so this voicemail is from Maya and I will let her tell you what we're talking about. Hi Ali, this is Maya and I am about to move in with one of my best friends. I have never had a roommate before because I went to a really small college where I was lucky enough to have my own room the entire time that I was there. Um, and I'm also an only child, so, uh, I just am excited to hear any advice you have for, uh, you know, living with a friend, having a roommate for the first time, and I can't wait to hear what you have to say. I think you rock. <laughs> so sweet. Seriously, every time I hear a voicemail, I'm like, <laughs> like, this is a real person, that's crazy. So, living with a friend, especially after never, never living with somebody before, Uh, It can be tricky. I feel like living with people is a learned skill in a way. I feel like nobody was a good roommate their first couple times around, right? Like you you can try your best, but like it takes time to learn how to live with people. And also people's personalities sometimes just don't mesh or, you know, whatever it might be. Like there is an element of like this could go really well or it could go real, real bad uh, when you live with someone, especially when you live with a good friend. But I feel like being a good roommate 
is all about having realistic expectations and communicating what those expectations are. I also think that whatever the cleanest person, like whoever is the cleaner out of the two, whatever they say about like how often things need to be cleaned or whatever, just to keep the peace of the apartment, whoever cares more about that kind of thing, that that is kind of like the rule you're going to follow. You don't need a fucking chore chart. You're not children. Like you don't need any of that shit. But if your roommate is cleaner than you and and they want you, they're like, okay, like I, it really drives me crazy when there's like dishes in the sink. You just say, okay, then I will do that. You know, every time I make a dish, I'll clean the dish or like I'll put it in the dishwasher or whatever. If you're living with someone who doesn't care and you don't really care, then that's great. But I think like there's often a lot of disagreements because people's idea of what clean looks like, I feel like that tends to be the big disagreement. So I guess my tip for you is like if you are cleaner than your friend or they are cleaner than you or whatever, just make sure it's communicated clearly what your expectation is or like how you feel about things. And do not let things boil up in your head. I know sometimes it feels like it's easier to just not say anything, right? Because you're like, I just want to keep the peace. It doesn't matter. It doesn't bother me. But it's like, if it bothers you, you need to say something right away. Otherwise, it's going to blow up into a whole thing. Living with, a, with, living with somebody is a little bit different from like, just being friends with someone. I feel like in a friendship, sometimes you can just kind of let things go that bother you because whatever. But when you're living with somebody, like you need to say something because otherwise the resentments are going to build up and you guys are going to end up fucking hating each other. Like I do not mean to scare you, but living with people is difficult. And a lot of times you will like people do lose friendships with the people they live with just because there are conflicts and no one knows how to resolve them. And all of a sudden it's like, yeah, I can't even be near this person. They drive me crazy. So knowing what the expectations are, really having a conversation about that and like going for it. I think that that's a great way to kind of preserve the peace. I got really lucky. The person I lived with for like three years, my first like three years um, in New York City, Zoe, who I was out with this weekend, actually, her and I are very like easygoing with with stuff like neither of us are what <laughs> neither of us are like clean freaks. You know, like we're very much like I do not care if there's a dish in the sink for a day or two. Like, I don't care the just take out the trash when you take out the trash, except she knew that I hated taking out the trash. So mostly she took out the trash. But like, but like, that's a realistic thing where it's like, I just hate doing it. Like, I'll do whatever else you want me to do. I will clean the toilet. I'll like do whatever. But please, like, I just hate taking the trash out. So if you could do that, that'd be great. Um, that's a realistic expectation when you're living with somebody. Also, things like sharing food, like that's a great conversation to have. Um, Zoe and I essentially just shared food. Like if I went to the grocery store, I'd be like, do you want me to get you something? Like, should I get us things? You know, if there were snacks, they were kind of communal, like everyone could eat them. If I made like big goods it was for everyone kind of thing uh but a lot of people have weird boundaries about food they they don't want to share their food joey does not share food and neither maybe does your roommate you never know that's a great thing to talk about food grocery shopping honestly i think in my opinion like the dream roommate experience is like a we split everything we split utility you know utilities are obviously split but things like um toilet paper and paper towels like that kind of thing that everyone uses and then like groceries like we kind of split the groceries or like there are certain communal shared things and things that we get for ourselves definitely know if there's a plan in terms of like living room furniture for example it's great to go half on things but eventually one or both of you 
will want to move out or get a different roommate or something. And it's going to be like, okay, well, we split this couch 50-50 and we both want it. What do we do? So either knowing from the jump whose is what or just buying things on your own and like making kind of like I got the couch, you got the coffee table and the accent table or, you know, whatever it is. That makes it easier for when you do possibly move out. Having one person who is always in charge of like um, the Wi-Fi, the utilities and making sure the rent is paid is generally a good idea. Like whoever's the more organized of the two, it's like just having all of that sort of in a central place. So it's not like, okay, well, I did the utilities. I just Venmo this, but you did this. So I'm not going to Venmo you that. And then it kind of evens out. Like just have one person and have the Venmos sent. And like that's the easiest way to do it. Yeah, but living with someone is great. I mean, I am someone who values alone time. I don't always love like having people in my space. So I I'm kind of much happier living on my own, but I'm still glad that I lived with Zoe for three years. That was such a good roommate experience. Like I genuinely loved living with her and we are still friends after. So I feel like we did things right. You know, I feel like it's it's honestly like impressive that we're still friends after living with each other for that long because sometimes people, you know, don't stay friends after they live together. But overall, like you're going to be fine. It's going to be fun. I don't mean to scare you. I'm just telling you these like very important roommate boundaries because man, things can get complicated. Things can get messy. Things that you never thought would be an issue become an issue. Like you just you have the communication. Also, you're very lucky because chances are, right, you're moving into a a real apartment where you have your own room and like you might have a shared living space. My rule was always like the shared spaces stay clean. My room can be a mess. Doesn't fucking matter. Right. I might not be of I'm kind of a messy person, but my room is messy. I'm not going to bring my mess into these shared spaces. That was like my rule for things. So if you're a messy person, I think that's a good, fair rule to have. Uh, But yeah, you are lucky because Oh my God, like living in a box. I can't, college is crazy. Like the way that your freshman roommate experience works where you're basically just living in a box with somebody, that's crazy. And it's probably your first time sharing a room with somebody ever. I mean, the whole thing was a mess. I mean, it was, it was not good. You have no privacy, no space. At least in this scenario, the first time you're living with someone, you have space and you have privacy. So if it gets overwhelming, you always have a way to close the door. Although in my first apartment that I lived in with Zoe, it was me and Zoe and Kara, and I actually didn't have a door. (laughs) I lived in the flex room and there was no door. It wasn't even a full wall. I just had like a curtain. It really was horrible. I had no privacy. What a fucking nightmare. Zero out of ten. (laughs) But you know what? It was really cheap and that building was ran by the mafia. So like the rent was really cheap and it felt very safe. You think I'm joking about the mafia? I am 100% not kidding. Like that entire block is owned um, by the Sicilian mafia. It is a whole thing. I could go into a hundred more details. I won't. But like, yeah, that was a weird apartment. (laughs) good first apartment though but yeah you're gonna be fine it's gonna be so much fun um and and yeah good luck to you i i hope that some of this was helpful and i hope it didn't scare you too much just remember it's it can be really awesome and really fun to live with somebody just you know be considerate be like more like almost overly deferential overly considerate um and and everything will be okay Okay, Uh, so let's get into our DM about hooking up with a friend and not being sure if you want to mention it to the guy you're seeing now. now. I want to push 
show the limits with you right now So watch your feelings, the city's screaming when I'm coming home tonight We're living quick in the world, gotta get it right now I think anyone who knows me is more than aware that I'm not exactly the best cook. Um, I wouldn't even call myself a cook, actually. I am somebody who basically heats things up and that means that I don't get to have a lot of super delicious meals when I'm cooking at home uh, which makes dinners and weeknights and whatever like not very fun for me but what I really really love is factor eating better is easy with factors delicious ready to eat meals even a girl like me who is simply not a chef is able to heat up a factor meal and have a delicious chef quality restaurant quality meal which I really appreciate and it's ready to go in just two minutes which is also good for me as someone who's super lazy also every factor meal is a chef crafted dietitian approved and ready to go and you have over 35 different options to choose from each week including calorie smart protein plus and keto if those are things you're interested in which i'm not i just want to eat something that tastes good and if it happens to be healthy that's great and everything i've made from factor has been super super tasty and like i'm not saying i'm a picky eater but like i don't like everything and every Everything I've had has been absolutely delicious. So head to factormeals.com slash LND50 and use code LND50 to get 50% off if this sounds like something that you would be interested in. That is code LND50 at factormeals.com slash LND50 to get 50% off. Thank you to BetterHelp for supporting the show. What's the first thing you'd want to do if you had an extra hour every day? Take a nap, work on a skill... The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've used BetterHelp at various points in my life for different mental health support, whether it be a lifelong struggle like depression or a specific instance like grief counseling. BetterHelp has been there to offer me the tools I need. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp is entirely online, so it's convenient for everybody. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com LND today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot L-N-D. Okay, I'm not going to say who this is from just in case they wanted to be anonymous, but Ellie, I have gotten myself into a situation. Help. A few weeks ago, I hooked up with a male friend of mine. It was super casual, meant nothing romantically. Now I'm seeing a guy that I think has promise. Do I mention the guy friend hookup? My guy friend is moving away at the end of the summer, but these two will deaf meet during these last months. Do I spill my secrets or do I wait it out? Oh, yeah, it said a non at the end. Well, good thing I didn't say anything. <laughs> Ooh, this is a, a definite case of like you could go one of two ways and I think both are kind of right. This is like a pure like, OK, I guess I call it like a sane insane split where like you could take the sane option or you could take the kind of insane option. You could take the like maybe a little toxic option and then or the really untoxic option. And I feel like you kind of end up in the same place. So like I don't know what I would actually do, but I'm gonna give you both options. I'm gonna give you both options. OK. Honestly, if it was me, if it was me, and I'm not saying to do this because maybe this is not like the best choice. If it was me, though, I would not say anything. I really wouldn't. I wouldn't say anything. Uh, I don't think it'll come up, especially you said it meant nothing romantically. It was just a hookup. You might feel a little bit awkward, but first of all, 
<sighs> you don't know. Like, if you think this guy you're seeing has promised, like, I don't know. Like, I don't want to necessarily know, especially early on in a relationship where you don't feel as, like, solid about the person. I don't want to look at somebody else and be like, ah, ah, this person saw you naked. Like, <laughs> Uh, oh my god like those tiktoks where it's like sick to my stomach because he's helped another girl get her underwear off before oh like you don't want him thinking about that because it's just like it's awkward it's awkward for everybody involved and i feel like i just would be like you know what you know what i'm gonna keep this one to myself because again like you said he's moving away at the end of the summer so if things continue with you guys He's not going to have to see him. So he sees him a couple times in the summer and whatever. It's a little awkward for you. Like, he'll never know. He'll never, he'll never know. And, you know, there's really no way of knowing if you and this guy are going to work out anyway. I mean, I hope you do, but you never know. And it's like, why put yourself in an uncomfortable position if you don't have to? Now, that's kind of the, honestly, that's what I would do. It's maybe not the best advice, but it is what I would do. The, like, rational, like, sane advice. (laughs) I don't know why I sound so bummed about that. This whole podcast is I'm trying to be rational and sane, but I just I just don't know if the rational sane thing is truly the right thing to do here. You make the judgment for yourself. The rational sane thing is like just telling him and being um, very open and communicative because obviously that is the key to everything good is just being open and communicative and being like, hey, just so you know, like I did have like a one night stand with my friend, but it didn't mean anything romantically. In the spirit of full transparency, I did hook up with my friend. I did hook up with that guy that you're broing out with over beer pong right now. We did hook up. That is like the same rational option. I just don't know if that's the right thing to do. I just feel like that's not what I would do. I feel like you don't really owe him, especially this early on in a relationship. You don't owe him your full list of people you've hooked up with. It's not like, I mean, he could theoretically, theoretically walking down the street, he could just like run into someone you've hooked up with. You know, at any time, in any place. So the likelihood is a little bit higher in this scenario. It doesn't matter. You don't owe him your like list of, of, of anything. He doesn't need to know. Now, if things get more serious, if you guys, you know, become exclusive or something like that, and you want to have the conversation down the line, like, hey, remember my friend? Like, I'm just letting you know, like, if we see him, like, I did hook up with him. But also, it's like, I don't know. When I'm dating people, I'm not like, here's a comprehensive list of every single person I've slept with, just so you know. Just like, we're on the same page. If you ever run into them, you can look at them and think, oh, you've seen my girlfriend naked. <laughs> like, I just don't think it's necessary. I think not telling him is the right way to go. But again, I just wanted to float the option of being transparent to you because, I mean, it's like, I guess it's like the more moral thing to do, but I, I just don't think it's it helps anybody. I think it ends up putting everybody in an uncomfortable position because imagine the role was reversed. I mean, I guess maybe you would want to know. I don't know. Like if if he was like, hey, this girl you're probably going to see two or three times and then probably never again. I just want you to know before we were seeing each other, we hooked up and it meant nothing to either of us. I feel like the net... Um, value of that confession is like zero because you're just going to feel weird and uncomfortable. And I don't know, I almost feel like telling him or like in this scenario, right, him telling you is just so he doesn't feel weird. He doesn't want to feel weird alone, right? Like it's a little selfish. So I just... If it was me, I wouldn't tell him and I wouldn't worry about it. Like you're not being a shitty person, especially because you've just started seeing them and you definitely don't owe them that. Now... 
the only other thing I'm going to say is I, now I could be reading into this. This could fully be insane. Um, but I feel like maybe the reason that you're like really struggling over this question and really wanted to ask advice on it, even though you knew like you probably just shouldn't say anything, is because maybe it wasn't a super casual non-romantic hookup as you said that it was. Maybe you maybe have the littlest, tiniest, babyest bit of feelings for this guy friend. And in that case, you still don't say anything. <laughs> but that's also just something that you need to work out in your own heart and your own soul and figure out like, Am I feeling weird about this? Because cause honestly, if it like really meant nothing, it's just kind of a funny thing. It's like, ha, 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 we had sex. Um, but if there was something there, there was something a little weird there. I don't know. Maybe that's something we explore. Uh, because if there was something there, maybe that's why you feel weird about not telling this guy. Because I'm not sure that I would feel weird about not telling about something that truly meant nothing. I don't know. I'm not trying to like read you here. I'm just saying. I've hooked up with many a guy friend and it always meant something. Even if I pretended that it didn't, it always meant something. Which is why, by the way, I don't recommend hooking up with guy friends. Like, I very much recommend not ever doing that unless you want mess in your life. Unless you need, unless you need a little toxicity to get you through the day. Unless you need a little up and down, a little butterflies of anxiety. Unless you just like kind of want to spiral a little bit. I would not hook up with a friend because it just, it's, <sighs> movies are always telling you like that's, you hook up with your friend and they end up getting married. It's love. And it's like, that is not, I have never seen that happen. And maybe once or twice I've seen it happen in real life. But generally speaking, it just leads to awkwardness for everybody involved. It leads to pain and tears and uh, crying at the bar because he's talking to someone else. And you're like, I don't even like him. Like, I don't even know I'm free out right now. And your friends are like, yeah, I don't know why you're freaking out right now. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's a bad situation. Unless you want to have a toxic summer, in which case, like, I support you, honestly, sometimes. Sometimes I think I think I'm getting boring. Not like that I'm getting boring, but sometimes I worry that like because I tend to make choices that are not toxic anymore, like I tend to do the sane and rational thing in my life at this point just because I can't deal with the anxiety and like the annoyance and the headache. Because of that, I'm like, am I boring? Like, should I do something toxic just so I remember what it feels like? <laughs> Like, should I hook up with somebody that I really shouldn't? Like, should I go hook up with a friend? Like, should I do that? Because maybe it would just be fun, but probably not. So anyway, moral of the story is you do not have to tell him, in my personal opinion, if you want to go for it. But I just truly feel like it brings nothing but awkwardness to everyone involved. And I wouldn't do it. <laughs> Overall, you know, my advice is always like, it's just it's going to be fine. Like, don't overthink it too much. But that's impossible. I think if you listen to this podcast, don't overthink it is just like, ha, <laughs> yeah, that's going to happen. So, oh, my God, I just, almost <laughs> I just fully almost fell backwards off of this stool. I don't know where I would have gone into the crevice of this closet, but would not have been good. Uh, anyways, let's get into our next DM. This is from someone who said they are 20 years old and they've never had sex and they're worrying that they are falling behind. All right, besties, let's get into this next DM. 
Last night, I was fully dressed like a slutty Powerpuff girl. I don't know why this was the vibe I was going for. Um, it, was, it wasn't on purpose. It was just 90 degrees at 9.30 p.m. And I was like, I can't wear clothes. Um, <laughs> some people, I was seeing the, the fits the other girlies were wearing. And I was like, good for fucking you. Like, you are actually wearing people clothes. I am so impressed with you. You are doing it for all of us. Meanwhile, like, I know I look like fuck a melted candle. Like, and I'm not wearing any clothes because my body cannot regulate my own temperature. And I was so sweaty. But I look, yeah, I looked like a slutty Powerpuff girl. I had my hair in pigtails for a second. And then I was like, no, <laughs> no, it's giving, it's giving Buttercup. It's giving Blossom. It's giving Bubbles. Uh, it's not the best look for me, but whatever. Anyways, okay, this is the uh, DM. This says, Ellie, hello, hello. I have a DM for the podcast. I am 20 and I have never had sex and my friends all have. And I feel like I'm behind and I am scared of doing it wrong and then not having time to learn it because I started so late. What to do? Okay, the first thing I want to say is I lost my virginity when I was 19. So you are not that behind. You're fine. <laughs> Period, end of sentence, you're fine. I have a good friend who didn't lose her virginity till we were, I think, 23. She's fine. <laughs> like, there is no right time. There is no, like, behind. There is no such thing as being too late. There is no such thing as uh, it being weird. Like, whenever you are ready or want to have sex, that's what it is. I, like, I wasn't even, like, really, like, making out with people because I, like, wasn't sexually active in high school. So, I didn't want to have sex right away when I got to college. I waited a year uh, and and then I did because I was ready at that point. But it, it's completely up to you, like what feels right. And if it hasn't felt right with anybody or you're waiting or there's some reason that you just don't want to, it's completely normal. It's completely fine. N truly, nobody cares and nobody will judge you. I think it's tough in college because there is such like a sex culture and such a hookup culture that you might feel like, okay, literally everybody is doing this constantly 24-7 and these people that I might be hooking up with, um, they're going to be expecting me to know what to do because everybody else knows what to do. <sighs> the secret is, I promise you, nobody knows really what they're doing until they're probably, I mean... I mean, I probably didn't ha start having like good sex until I was like 23, 24. Like I was having sex in college. I would not even really call that sex. It was like, I don't know. It was like the prototype of sex. It was like, yes, technically penetration did occur. I'm not sure anybody enjoyed themselves. <laughs> like maybe one party enjoyed themselves. Nothing crazy was going on. We literally were just like, this is what we're supposed to do. It was like we were play acting and having sex. Now I'm having sex and I'm like, okay, like I know how to enjoy myself, but it takes time to figure that out. Um, and also men at that age don't really know what they're doing. They're selfish. They're not really trying to be good. They're trying to get satisfaction for the most part. So I wouldn't really worry about being you know, doing it wrong or being bad at it. That is something I genuinely worried about. Even when I was, uh, when I had lost my virginity, I think I was like 19 or 20. And I remember a conversation that I was having with some of my guy friends where I was like, well, what makes a, a girl like good at sex? And they were just like, well, she has to know what she's doing. And I was like, what? <laughs> what does it mean? 
And that really got in my head because I was like, well, I don't know what I'm doing. I, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I feel like I don't know what I'm doing. And then I feel like I got in my head and then maybe I was bad at sex because I literally would just get in my head and be like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what I'm doing. But the, the cool thing is, and let me tell you something. The cool thing is sex is such a natural thing. It's something that everybody does. It's something, well, for the most part, everybody does and enjoys doing. And your body knows what to do in a lot of ways. If you listen to your body, it will tell you what to do. Yeah, there are certain like technical things and techniques um, that you want to get down, like giving a good blowjob. That's a that's a good thing to master. That's something that you want to you might want to work on. But honestly, sex, it's like just be present, be enthusiastic, like be responsive um, and, and you're fine. And there's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with saying like, hey, I'm kind of new to this or I haven't really done this. Would you mind showing me or can I can I try this or um, could you teach me? First of all, all of that is very sexy, honestly, like a girl being like, I can I try this on you or like I've never done this, but I want to do it with you. Like that's sexy. That's attractive. You know, that's not like you. She doesn't know what she's doing. Uh, gross. It's like, oh, like you know, she wants to try something new. She's trying to learn new things. Like, that's cool. That's awesome. And being open about that is great. And and, and truly nobody cares. If somebody makes you feel bad because you just like haven't had a lot of sex or haven't had sex, it's like, they're a loser. Like, they suck. They're boring. They're lame. They're weird. Like, there's something wrong with them. There's nothing wrong with you. But so yeah, that aspect of it, I really wouldn't worry because again, it is very natural. And like, you can always learn. Things take it's it's the ten thousand hours thing. Like, it's hard to be bad at sex. It really is, especially as a girl. It's hard to be bad. <laughs> like, just just be present, enjoy yourself. But remember, it's like not about performing. Um, it's like it's not like you're on a stage and you're trying to be like get applause, right? Like, it's a communal experience where you're trying. You want to feel good, and you want the person you're with to feel good. It's not about like here's a trick I can do, and here's something I'm going to show off, and like I'm doing things technically proficiently, and he's going to give me a grade of A plus because I did it well. It's like. I want to feel good and I want you to feel good. And that's the experience. So as long as we're like trying for that goal, it's going to be fine. And yeah, just to like finish that up, like there is no such thing as starting too late. No such thing as starting too late. Again, like I mentioned, my friend, um, yeah, she lost her virginity. It must have been two years ago, maybe a year, two, two years ago, I think, to somebody that she was seeing and it just hadn't well she had some issues but it it hadn't been right until that moment and but she always wanted to and then she did she caught up right away now like we talk about sex all the time and i'm like oh my god i don't even know what you're talking about like <laughs> she like you know there's no such thing as being too late and honestly having sex later in life like i almost feel like it's better because the chances that you're going to be with a partner who actually cares about your pleasure is higher um and and that's the the best part of sex i mean I feel like sometimes we really do forget that sex is just about enjoying yourself <laughs> because we're, I don't know. No one wants to feel judged or feel like, especially if you're a people pleaser like I am. I think I spent a lot of time being like, I feel like I need to do this because I know that he likes it, but it doesn't actually feel good to me. Oh, like I've seen a lot of TikToks lately about there's this woman that she keeps popping up on my free page and I'm like I don't know why this keeps coming up on my free page I don't know what I'm searching because the rest of my free page is like dumb memes those twins fucking vodka <laughs> scout and violet um and like makeup stuff and then this one lady pops up all the time 
And she's like, yeah, the up and down motion, like the bouncing motion, like men like that, but it doesn't feel good for women. Like women, it feels better to do like the scooting motion, which it does feel better. But you're always like, well, that's not what he likes. So I feel like I shouldn't do it. I feel like I shouldn't. I should do what he enjoys and not what I enjoy. But it's like, just do what feels good. As long as we, it, there's nothing sexier than enjoying yourself. That's all I'm saying. There's nothing sexier than enjoying yourself. So you're not too late. You're doing just fine. It's going to be fine. I promise you, you're on the right track and whatever feels right to you that's what you're gonna do if you don't lose your virginity until you're 30 years old it doesn't matter it literally doesn't matter if you wait till marriage it doesn't matter if you never have sex it doesn't matter like as long as it feels right to you like that's all that sex should be about it shouldn't be about some societal thing saying like you're weird if you haven't done it yet like just do it when it feels right and don't don't worry about the pressure because you'll catch up right away you'll figure it out right away i promise it is like riding a bicycle. <laughs> Can you believe that? I'm sorry. I think about this every single day. I swear on my life I think about this every day. <laughs> There's a fucking Ariana Grande song. First of all, that is about getting fucked so hard you walk sideways. That in and of itself is crazy. And then the fact that Nicki Minaj wrote the <laughs> wrote the words riding dick bicycle. <laughs> song it's the funniest thing i've ever heard and people don't talk about it enough in my personal opinion anyway let's get into our final voicemail of the day from a girl named Brittany. did i ever tell you guys that when i was pretty little i this sounds so insane i just had this like um I don't know. I had this, this like premonition or something like a vision or dream. I don't know. That basically was like, I'm, I'm going to get married more than once. And so I've always felt like if somebody proposed to me, I would just go and get married in Vegas right now because I don't really care if I'm going to get married more than once. Like one of them might as well just be like a funny story. Anyway, I was thinking about that because I just saw a meme that was saying that the moon is in Pisces and the vibe is like source. It came to me in a dream. And I was like, that's me. <laughs> That's literally me with my marriage shit. Okay, anyways, let's get into this final voicemail. Hey, Allie. My name is Brittany, and I wanted to submit a question, I guess. I don't know. I feel so weird doing this, but I rehearsed it in my head like three times. All right, so I am in a doctoral program, and my cohort particularly is pretty older than me and they all have established families and have had careers before they went there and I went right through school so I got my undergrad I got my master's and now I'm in doctoral program and I feel like I am just simply judged for being a younger woman in my cohort I feel like they judge what I wear how I say what I say and that I'm confident in what I'm saying so I just wanted to know if you had any advice on a, what to wear to class to keep it professional but also casual because I'm not teaching those days. And B, if you could just say how to navigate being a young woman in a professional academic role. And yeah, thank you. I love the podcast. Hope to hear from you. Bye. Okay, Brittany. I have a lot to say about this. First thing I want to say is holy shit congratulations like on your bachelor your master's and now you're getting your doctoral like holy shit or your doctorate uh you're so motivated you're so smart I'm so impressed with you congratulations like that is that's huge that's awesome you're gonna be a doctor just 
just like Taylor Swift. <laughs> um, no, it is. It's very impressive that you're doing that. And especially that you've just gone straight through school. Like I can't I can't relate. I gave I don't, I don't think I got my bachelor degree. So, you know, I'm very impressed with you. I'm very proud of you. The second thing I wanted to say is I think sometimes it, it can be very difficult uh, being around women of a, of a certain generation. I think we've obviously come a long way when it comes to feminism, when it comes to uh, the opportunities that women have, and also when it comes to the way that women support each other, um, look out for each other, and talk to and about each other. I'm not saying that this is their fault at all, but I think a lot of time, like millennial and gen- generation X women, like older millennial women, they just grew up in a really different time where like this idea of that, this idea that women are not like other women are not competition was like foreign. Like nobody was really saying that or people were saying that, but it was like, shut up. <laughs> like you're wrong. You know, there genuinely were fewer opportunities for women as well. And there was, I think, a lot more pressure to make other women feel bad about certain things because they had to like p- potentially fight and claw their way to get where they are. And and they don't, maybe it's uncomfortable to see somebody who it seems to them like maybe didn't have to uh, fight and claw to get where they were because there are more opportunities for women now. Obviously, it's a very different situation, but I have found like in my own line of work, women who are older, like 10 or so years older than me in the podcasting space or in comedy in particular, I I know that it was harder for those women to like carve a space in what they're doing. There were fewer of them at the time. It was harder for them in a very male dominated space, but they can be kind of catty. Like they can be kind of rude because I think they just are used to that. Like they're, they're not used to I, I don't know, like accepting it was just like, it's just a different vibe. It's a different generation. It's a different and like being empathetic to that struggle. Like I get it, but it sucks. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good when especially I you always want to like look up to women who are older than you and like maybe have a mentor or something like that. But a lot of times like I just I find that women of that generation have a harder time with with some of that with they're they're still in that like they're not girls, girls, you know, like. It's not necessarily their fault, but like I find that it is the case. So if they're judging you for just being a young woman, it's not personal. It's not that you're doing anything wrong. It truly is just a mindset shift that like we are trying very hard actively to get away from. But they didn't have podcasts like this. They didn't have podcasts telling them, right? They didn't have anybody telling them that like, other women are not competition and like we should support each other like that just like wasn't the way that that's kind of a mainstream like there was definitely a resurgence of of feminism almost like I would say a fourth or fifth wave I don't know what wave we're on <laughs> I'm a bad feminist whatever um where I I feel like that idea has really become so ingrained in us uh, in in Gen Z and younger millennial women of like we're not in competition. We don't have to be cutthroat with each other. It's actually really embarrassing to be catty. It's actually very embarrassing to be pick me, to be this kind of thing. Um, and, you know, we should be nice to each other. But, you know, if, if they're being rude to you, it has really nothing to do with you. You don't need to change what you're wearing. You don't need to change what you're saying or the way that you say it. You don't need to make yourself less confident. 
fuck, fuck that. Fuck those people. You are not doing anything wrong. You are an incredibly impressive young woman. And like, if that bothers them, that has nothing to do with you, right? Especially the thing about like, they they don't like the way that you say things or, or something that it's like, People will attack your, especially when it comes to young women, people will attack your speech patterns, the way you say something, because they don't want to admit that you've made a salient point or that you're saying something smart. They're going to be like making fun of your like um, the likes and the ums and the you knows and the way that we say things like that. Uh, the vocal fry and the, the valley girl voice, because they don't want to acknowledge that you're actually saying something really smart or you're saying something that's valid. They instead of attacking what you've actually said, they just want to attack. They want to do like an ad hominem attack and just make fun of your person and the way that you've said it. Uh, and it's stupid. It's dumb. Ignore it. I'm really sorry that you feel, I mean, uncomfortable or ostracized in any way by these people. Like, that isn't fair to you. Like, again, with complete empathy for for them, and I'm sure what must have been difficult. I mean, if they have kids and families, I imagine they were... I mean, it hasn't been that long, first of all, that women have been allowed to be in, like, doctor programs. Also, it took a long time for women to even be part of these doctor programs because they were often kept out of them. And even when they were in them, there was like very much a boys club aspect of, of these things, especially in academia, like and STEM and that kind of thing. Like there was a big boys club aspect. There still is. And so going back to get your doctorate, I'm sure for them was like they were expecting it to be this same kind of cutthroat thing and and seeing you like a young person who's just come up through it and like kept going it, it must be it may be a little intimidating or they might feel sad about their own experience or, or jealous in some way and I just I wouldn't it's not personal it's really not about you and you're not doing anything wrong don't change anything <laughs> you're doing a great job the only thing, the only advice I can really offer is just to keep that in perspective and maybe have just. Uh, it's hard, but having empathy for people who are shitty to you sometimes can be helpful. Just understanding that their worldview is just a little different from, from yours, probably based on their experience now. I could be wrong. Maybe they're just mean. <laughs> maybe they maybe they just suck. Maybe it has maybe I'm completely wrong. Just given like my own personal experiences with women in my own industry who are older than me and the way that they haven't always been super nice to me, super nice or super welcoming to me. You know, it it's plausible. I think it's very plausible. So, yeah, you're not doing anything wrong. I'm really proud of you. We're all fucking proud of you. Oh, my God. I can't even believe somebody as smart as you <laughs> is listening to my dumb ass. That's crazy. Uh, but I hope it gets easier for you. I I think you can always employ the get one alone strategy that that always works. Get one alone. Make a friend. And hopefully people will just stop being dicks to you. But if not, fuck them. You're going to have a doctorate. At the age of however old you are, I don't even know how long med school is and stuff, but you're young, you're talented, you're smart. Fuck them. You're doing amazing and I'm proud of you. And besties, I think that that is our episode today. I'm really excited. Um, I know I said we were going to have a guest this week, but um, it did not work out, but they are coming on. <laughs> they are coming on, I swear. And yeah, I'm really excited for that. I hope you guys had a good weekend. I goes. I hope you didn't have a weird vibe weekend like I did. I hope you had like cool, fun, hot, sexy vibes. I hope you're finding summer flings. I hope you are meeting great people and having fun and wearing cute outfits. I hope all of that for you. We obviously have to do our song of the week. And 
Okay, I just have to say it. It's not that I'm not a Harry Styles fan because I like I've always liked Harry Styles and his music. I've never been like a stan though, but I listened to this album all the way through because it's perfect flirty little walk length. It's a really good album. It's a really good album, and I honestly think he maybe listens to this podcast because late night talking and just uh, and keep driving. When you combine those, it's basically late night drive. So. <laughs> It's a really good album. I would listen to it. But our song this week is Keep Driving by Harry Styles. And that's the song because one of the lyrics, (laughs) one of the lyrics is cocaine side boob choke her with a sea view, which who allowed this? It's a very horny album at one point. I think in the maybe in the sushi restaurant one, he says something like, I made you wet so you belong to me or something. I was like, sir, (laughs) pardon Anyway, it's a very fun album. You should listen to it if you haven't. It's a good flirty little walk length. So, um, yeah, that's the song. Keep driving Harry Styles. And, yeah, I love you guys so, so, so much. I hope you have a fantastic week. I hope everything goes incredibly well for you. If you like this show, um, feel free to subscribe. Um, I really appreciate everyone who subscribes, leaves review, and and um. I really appreciate everybody who listens. I really, I genuinely do. All my subscribers and my listeners and um, how supportive you've been. Like, you have no idea how much it means to me, truly. And, you know, clicking on my links and using the, from things that I'm advertising, like, I really appreciate that too because that is directly how to support me and I just really, really appreciate it. If you like me, you can follow me on social media. Twitter is holy underscore schnitt. Instagram is ellie underscore schnitt. And TikTok is ellie schnitt. Just ellie schnitt. If you like Taylor Swift, you can listen to my Taylor Swift podcast, which actually just got renewed for a second season. Um, And that is on Spotify. It's live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern time, 4 p.m. Pacific. And we just do Taylor Swift lyrics. We're working our way through Evermore right now. And it's a lot of fun. The chat is really fun. And if you can't um, come to the episodes live, you can always listen to them on demand. If you search Taylor Talk on Spotify, you'll find it. Um, And I think that's everything I need to promote, right? Um, (laughs) Yeah, I love you guys so, 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 so much. I hope you have a fantastic week. As always, have a good day. Have a good night, wherever you are and whatever you're doing. I hope it's a good one. And I will catch you on the next one. Bye. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.